We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to the Transformative Principal Podcast, where we learn how to be an amazing educational leader. I am your host, Jethro Jones. Are you ready to be a transformative principal? I'm looking for about 10 people who are ready to do what it takes to lead with integrity, find balance, and take your school to the next level. If you're looking to improve your leadership in a measurable way, go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind to see if you qualify to join a group of like-minded people who are ready to be the best principals in the country. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I am your host, Jethro Jones, and you can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Thank you so much for listening. As I mentioned before in my interview with Jimmy Casas, this is another interview from the Principals Conference with Christopher Kai. And you can find the show notes for this at transformativeprincipal.org and then just search for Christopher Kai in the Who Do You Want to Learn From search box and you'll be able to find the show notes for this. One of the really cool things about being in Alaska is we have the opportunity to have some pretty impressive people come who haven't been to Alaska before. And that was the case with Christopher Kai, who speaks all across the world to many different organizations. He's speaking at Google here shortly, probably about the time this airs. And what a neat experience for us to be able to tap into the resources of this connected, powerful person who spoke to us about relationships and how important they are. One of the other things that I really took away from his presentation was the power of stories and how I can get better at that myself. And I hope to be able to continue to develop that skill and be able to share stories that mean something with those around me. I do want to do a little uh, follow-up to the James Sturdivant interview that I did a few weeks ago. I did a presentation at the Principals Conference, and I did use the presentation in the Art of Zen and just had images for my slides about trauma-informed care at the uh, middle school level. And that turned out really well, and I got some good feedback about the presentation. So I told you all that I was going to do that. I did it. I tried something new. took me a little bit out of my comfort zone, uh, but I think that it 
turned out well. So without further ado, here's my interview with Christopher Kai. Thanks so much for listening. All right, so here I am in uh, Anchorage, Alaska for the Principals Conference, and I'm excited to have Christopher Kai here presenting at the conference as the keynote and doing a sectional as well. But also, I'm just really excited that, Christopher, you are not an educator right now. I mean, you are an educator, but it's a little bit different. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are and, uh, and what you do uh, for your real job? So thank you so much for this opportunity. Again, my name is Christopher Kai. My story in a quick 30 seconds is this. Born and raised in New York City, always very entrepreneurial. Last corporate job was at American Express 16 years ago. Quit that, created my own consultant firm, and I've been writing books and speaking all around the world. My first book actually was a college success guide called Your Wonder Years, Success in College and Beyond, where I taught high school and college students to pursue their dreams based on social success, academic, and career success. More recently, I wrote a book called Big Game Hunting, Networking with Billionaires, Executives, and Celebrities, where I teach entrepreneurs and business owners how do you build strong relationships. So I'm super excited to come to this conference because at the core, every success in life is based on relationships. So the more you build them from empirical data, not just my opinion, you can just build stronger communities, stronger schools, stronger states, stronger countries. Absolutely. Those relationships are so important to everything that we do. And we as educators know that building those relationships with our students really enables them to do whatever they want to do in their life. So just yesterday, actually, we had the state commissioner of education who had some kids that he taught when he was younger. And they were here in Anchorage and just talked about how wonderful he was and how that relationship really solidified their path in life to be more successful. So when you look at your life, what relationships have impacted you the most and helped you become who you are? Two, actually. My, my mother was a school teacher for 35 years in the New York City public school system where I'm from. And so at the core, whatever I am or ever will be, frankly, is because of my mother and the foundation she created as an educator. The second one is my uncle, who when I was a kid, I was teased a lot because I was short. The school system actually labeled me as having a reading disability, and I talked a lot. <laughs> so I got in trouble a lot. But at age 12, my uncle, Uncle Ding, he hired me at his insurance company at age 12. So on one side, I was being teased, bullied, punished. But on the other side, my uncle actually said, you know what? I believe in you. You're smart. You're educated. You're diligent. I want to hire you. So he essentially became what I call my big gamer, the person of influence that inspired me to be an entrepreneur because anyone in life can pursue what they want, but they have to have that example. And so for my mother growing up, she was that foundation as an educator. And then from an entrepreneur standpoint, my uncle allowed me to see and to work alongside him where I ended up buying my first stock at 15 and saw on the ground, how do you build a company? Cool. And so I imagine that that has, you know, laid a groundwork for you that's, you know, changed the course of your life. And we as educators strive to be that person for the kids in our lives as well. And sometimes it's challenging. And when you're helping people learn how to be that big game for someone else, what's your advice to, to help lift up those that, are, that you're trying to, to lift up? Yeah, so two things. I mean, really just reaching out to anyone in your own network, whether it's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister. A lot of us don't even realize if you looked at 10 people in your own core circle, you might have referrals. So for instance, if I'm 15 years old and I want to be a doctor, and I reach out to 10 people that I know, what's the possibility that I'll actually meet one doctor from just my own network? Now online now, I mean, literally, if you listen to this podcast right now, you're like, oh my gosh, I love this Christopher Kai guy. He's amazing. You can go on YouTube. You know, I have about... 
a hundred videos there online now, and they're all like PG thirteen or under, like they're they're all like for people, whether students or otherwise, talking about networking, talking about how do you be more successful. So the world we live in now. It's still about the face-to-face contact where just talk to people that are in your circle. But online now, you can learn about Oprah Winfrey. You can learn about anyone you want, but the face-to-face is always the best and ideal. So ideally, I recommend them find one mentor they can meet once a month for coffee, for lunch, for tea, whatever it might be in the local area. So as simple as, well, I want to be a doctor. I'm going to meet this doctor every month. I want to be a scientist. I want to meet them every month. But just start small, start where you are, and then build out from there. So what's your advice for going out and finding these mentors? Because for me, you know, I want to learn from a lot of people, but honestly, it's still scary for me to ask anybody to do something. It took me a few minutes to warm up to you before I felt comfortable asking you to even be on this podcast. And that was my plan two weeks ago when when I knew you were coming. So what's your advice for how do I make it worth that person's time to be my mentor? Well, you're a perfect example, frankly. You got me here, so I'm here. So, because once I leave, it's it's hard, right? So the more busy a person is, it's harder. But when you're here, leverage the fact that you're in Alaska. You are representing Alaska, so I'm happy to because I have time here, right? When I'm gone or people are hard to reach, then that's a little more difficult. But being persistent and just doing it more often and just having a very specific way of saying, hey, Christopher, I saw your video on YouTube and I really loved it because of these points. And when someone knows that you've actually studied it or asked about it, and really it's about personal interest too, right? If you say, hey, Christopher, we might be interested in having you speak at our school, or we have 10,000 downloads on our podcast, would you be interested? Because every business person like myself wants more exposure and more business. So always think about complimenting them, being specific and sincere, and then just saying, hey, we'd love for you to be on the podcast, and just keep trying. For every one person says yes, nine people say no, but that's life. Well, and that uh, rejection is something that we all fear. And especially when it comes to networking, you may start talking to somebody and then the conversation dies and you feel awkward for a moment. But what's your advice for getting over that fear of rejection that somebody may not want to, to spend time with you? So I would welcome that fear. I would change the mindset and say, you know what? You can look at fear in two ways. The first way is you see it as a wall that you're slamming your head against. <laughs> no one's going to like slamming the head against the wall. But if you look at rejection, failure, obstacle as a hurdle, and every single time you jump over that hurdle, you become more resilient, more determined, more strong. And so, so much of life is really a mindset. And unfortunately, that's why so many people don't succeed because they see this rejection as like, oh my gosh, I can't ask Christopher, I can't approach Mary. But the more you do something, the quicker, the better, the more easy it becomes because courage is like a rubber band. The more you use it, the more it expands. The less you use it, it contracts. So the most important thing is a mindset, meaning don't look at rejection as a bad thing. If you're not getting rejected, you have to get rejected more. (laughs) Get excited about it. And look at it as a hurdle because all track stars are hurdlers in life. That's a great point. And fear and rejection can be powerful things that help you get to a next level. And, you know, for me, being able to ask people that I'm that I have no business talking to has been a really powerful thing because what I've learned is that people are actually much more generous than we think. And so people are willing to go out and do amazing things to help others. So the purpose of this conference that we're here today at is to help principals lead their schools better. And so what advice do you have for school leaders who are working to become better and help their schools become better, what's the thing that that we should take away from your message today? So I'm giving a little preview here. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. So the, the first one is, there's an article I read on Forbes where they said that your network is literally the number one best predictor for your career success. It doesn't matter whether you're an educator, a stockbroker, a speaker like myself. And why that is, is because we often, in the old paradigm, we have what they call clusters. Meaning, if you're only talking to people in your neighborhood, your own church, your own school, you only know those people. More progressive way to think in terms of like different paradigms is, well, what if you met people from not the same neighborhood as you did, a different church. Maybe they don't even believe in God. And maybe they're not 35 years old or 55 years old, right? So the open network, which is the number one best indicator, is meet people that are not like you, don't think like you, don't act like you. So that alone is just giving you an awareness of appreciation of people. And the other one is just listening more. You know, we're in a world where there's a company called Locklet, a app company. They surveyed 150,000 users, and they found that the average user texts their phone 110 times. But the higher frequency user, they check it 900 times. So especially with our kids, we can look at our kids and say, oh my gosh, they have to get off their phones, or just accept the fact that, you know what, that's part of their life. But instead of like talking down to them and saying, get off your phone. What if we just listen to them and said, you know, what are you looking at? What are you listening to? So listening, the word for listening in the Chinese language, is actually a multi-sensory experience. And what I mean by that is, in the English language, okay, we listen with our ears. But in the Chinese language, you're actually listening with your eyes, your ears, and most importantly, your heart. So when you really think about that, so much of our problems, especially the problematic ones, when we look at kids, because I taught in high school, I taught average teens, I started a homeless youth program at the largest shelter, so I still, as again, not a traditional educator, but at the core, entrepreneurship is my platform, but education is my purpose. And so at the core, it's about listening to the students, not just with our ears, not just listening to the fact that they're being you know, bothersome, it's about what are they really getting at. You know, clearly the most problematic kids usually have issues at home. Usually the parents are there. So it's not so much, oh, they can't, you know, shut up. It's like, well, what are they really, what's the underlying issues? And that's the most challenging thing. So listen more. That's powerful. I got a great story to go with that. Uh, at my school, we used to, if we see your device and we take it away, and the, we've changed that and been more accepting. So what we do now is if we see your device, then we ask you, tell me about what you're doing. And that has changed the conversation where I'll sit down next to a kid at the lunch table and I'll be like, what are you, not what are you doing, but tell me about what's going on. And they'll say, oh, I'm playing this game or, oh, I'm doing a Snapchat or whatever. And it's been really cool because that your advice is, is on point because that's exactly what our kids need is for us to listen to them. So my last question is what action step should principals take today to improve their schools or improve their relationships? Just remember this quote by Aristotle. Aristotle once said that poverty is the parent of crime and revolution. Anyone who's ever meditated on the art of governing knows that the fate of nations or empires rests on the education of our youth. So remember as principals, you are literally the army rangers the Green Beret, the Navy SEALs. You literally are the front line. So I highly encourage you and applaud you to know that it's so hard to do what you do, to sacrifice your life, but I'm telling you as a fellow educator that you're on the front lines. Keep being hopeful. Keep having that light. Keep leading because we all have those tough days. But know that in life, when we look back on our life, it's those times we've impacted someone else, which is what ultimately life is about. So be hopeful. Be hungry and always know that you already are brilliant now and the more brilliant you are you'll have the energy for all of your students every single day
Awesome. You've provided a lot of value today. Thank you so much for being here at the conference. Thanks for taking the time with me. How can people learn more from you and get a hold of you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, I actually have an app now. <laughs> so you can go on the App Store, Christopher Kai. Our last name is K-A-I. And you can go to my YouTube channel. Again, I post a lot of videos on networking, building relationships, successful things. You can go on my website, ChristopherKaya.com. But really, the app is the best way. If you liked what I had to say, I travel all around the country and world. And uh, my name again, Christopher Kai, K-A-I. Go to the App Store, download my app, and that's the best way. Cool. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That was a great interview with Christopher Kai. Thank you so much for listening to The Transformative Principle. I am Jethro Jones. It means a lot to me that you listen. And thank you so much for for playing along and and downloading all the episodes. If you could also leave a rating and review in iTunes, that would be great. Just click in the show notes here on transformativeprinciple.org and you can take go straight to that review page and leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. Also, thank you to Christopher Kai for being part of the Transformative Principle podcast. That was an awesome experience to talk with him. And I hope that you enjoyed that and took something away that can help your school this week. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. There's about 150 more episodes at transformativeprinciple.org. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra helper intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.